Welcome back to United United. This is an FA Cup third round special. Jem here. Dave is with me. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jem. It's episode 32. Um, we're getting we're getting deep into this podcast. And um, obviously, we're going to round up the FA Cup fixtures from the weekend and then preview the next game week. And then obviously, add in all the nonsense that we usually do. So, um FA Cup, Dave. Yep. I believe West Ham were hosting Dirty Leeds. Yep. You predicted a win for Dirty Leeds. Was it a 1 0? I did predict a 1 0, Jim. Yep. Well, tell us what happened, Dave. So, um, West Ham actually um, confounded me again and won 2 0. <laughs> I wish I'd stopped doing this to me. Uh, but, Jim, I think I can say. Uh, with some authority that the quadruple is still on. We're still in the FA Cup. Mm. Uh, we've drawn the mighty Kidderminster in the next round, so we've got to get through that that tricky tie away to Kidderminster. But uh, and by the way, I'll be I'll be predicting a win for Kidderminster. Obviously, when we get to that that one, uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a David and Goliath game. Um, it'll be a big cup upset. But anyway, look, Jem, we we are through to the next round. The quadruple is still on. We are absolutely massive, and no one can stop us. Mm. So that's good news. Um, as for the game, Jem, uh, it was one nil for a long time, and we scored the second goal near the very near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what looked like a comfortable win. But, uh, Jem, you know, I've been talking about uh, VAR um, a lot recently. You have. And, um, you know, this big... game... Yep, go on. I was just going to say, big advocate for VAR, right? I am a big advocate. I have been a big advocate for VAR, Jem. You'll never hear me criticising it because it gets most of the decisions right, doesn't it? And in this game, I don't know if you saw... Did you see the first goal, Jem? I didn't. Game? I haven't. Oh, so the first goal. So um, the ball comes in to Vlasic. Um, Bowen is clearly offside when the ball comes into Vlasic. Vlasic turns. And as he's about to shoot, uh, Bowen is, I can only describe it as hurdling the goalkeeper as the goalkeeper goes down as Vlasic shoots. And. Ball hits the goalkeeper. It rebounds to Lanzini, who who um, tucks it into the net, into the open net. And there's a long, long delay while they're trying to figure out is Boeing a offside, and b interfering with play. And eventually, the goal's given. Now, you know VAR. I've talked about how fantastic they've been, and I've got to say, Jim, in this in this occasion, uh, going to surprise you here. They got it completely wrong. I, I I was disgusted by this decision, Jem. Uh, I was watching it uh, with my son, Charlie, and we both said, if this goal's given, this is an absolute travesty. And it was given, and it was an absolute travesty. I don't know how VAR have come to the decision to give that goal. Twitter went berserk, Leeds fans saying, this is so unfair. I think they've had a few dodgy decisions. And me and Charlie were both saying, yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, and without a hint of sarcasm either, we were just genuinely mortified that VAR screwed this one up. Um, obviously, we're going to take it as West Ham fans. We're going to take we're going to take the goal. But what a terrible decision, Jem. What an absolutely terrible decision. I know that might surprise a few listeners, um, but it was 
a diabolical decision. And again, VAR are my most frustrating people of the week. And when we come on to your game, um, I'm going to carry on with this, Gem. The game we've just both just watched. Okay, yep. I'm going to carry on with this because there was a goal that Villa scored that, I don't know, they spent five minutes trying to figure out a way to disallow it. Uh, well, we yeah. will get onto it, Dave, I'm sure. Um, because we probably saw it two different ways. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So 2-0 uh, against Leeds, easy tie. And then yep. a tie in the next round against Kidderminster. Um, yep. Basically, all I want to say to that, Dave, is that the cup is rigged. <laughs> obviously, David Moyes is speaking to the FA and he's he's obviously paying them to to get what he wants. And Kidderminster, the lowest ranked team in the in the competition, um, have got themselves a fixture at home to West Ham. And yeah, just like I said, it's, it's rigged. Moyes is the new Guardiola. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing else to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's how I feel about that game, Gem. Um, it was uh, a travesty, and I feel for the Leeds fans. Genuinely feel for the Leeds fans. It was embarrassing, Gem. It was mm. embarrassing to be the recipient of that VAR um, blunder. And um, you know, I, I'm just back on the case of VAR. Yep. Uh, from the luxury, from the luxurious position of having won the game. Yeah. Yep. So. It's, it's easy to be pious about it, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about... Uh, I could either talk about my second team, Morecambe, or we could go on to your first team and the shambles of a game we've just watched. Yeah. I've just watched <laughs> out of the way because um, I don't care to talk of it too much. Uh, like I said, Dave, this cancel, they're cancelling the season soon for Man United. Um <laughs> Not really interested anymore. Uh, the club is in disarray, and I've just wasted another ninety minutes of my life. <laughs> One nil to United, and people are thinking, "What? What are you on about? You've just won a game." No, we have just somehow got a lucky goal in the first half. Um, been battered at home again by another bang average side, and I mean a bang average side. I watched that team get pulled apart by Brentford last week. There's no <laughs> way anyone can tell me Aston Villa, you know, are a good team. Um, they look, honestly, Dave, they looked better under Dean Smith. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm disgusted at that football club. I mean, I could pick out names. I'm not going to do that. Well, I am, actually. Marcus Rashford. Um, he's meant has to he, do this. Has he given up football? It looks like it, doesn't it? In my in my in my world, I call him Marcus Trashford. Um, he's a disgrace. He doesn't look interested at all. He's on two hundred k a week, and he doesn't look like he cares about football in general. Never mind the club. Um, he gets subbed off. The commentators say uh, they don't look like two lads that have um, just won the game. And no, they didn't. Bruno and Rashford sulking. Not an interest in the world. Rashford's got his head sat back. Um, it looks like he's not going to be happy until every single child has full, has full bellies. And you know what? Rightly so. But Dave, he's got to forget that side of his life while he's playing on the pitch or when he's training. You know, he's got people to do the work for him. He can share his ideas. But that's not his job, Dave. And I, I, I love him for what he's done. But 
ever since he's done it, he has not been the same footballer. And there's got to be a decision here. He either goes one way or the other. Uh, because he is not looking like the footballer that Man United had a couple of years ago. However, I'm happy Steven Gerrard was nearly crying on the touchline. <laughs> uh, moaning about little things. Um, and probably team probably deserved a goal. Um, but not from the VAR decisions because they were both correctly ruled um, against Villa. Uh, but I think they had an- another couple of opportunities where they should have scored. I think Ollie Watkins, where he hit the bar, um, should have scored. I think maybe one or two others. But yeah, we didn't deserve that. And if I get onto the VAR, Dave, um, mm. I mean, it was pathetic, really. How it took five minutes for them to to make a decision on that. And I don't know why on earth they had to go to the screen because, you know, the VAR guy could have just told him there was a foul. I mean, the first thing that, that's, that's been seen in that whole play mm. is a foul on Cavani. And it's basically, we're play, basically playing NFL if we're going to be able to do that. <laughs> so it's a tactic that Villa have put in place where they just want blockers on the runners into the box. And you can't do that. I mean, it's just stupidity. I mean, why is it not going to be a foul? I mean, they don't even have to look at the offside on Danny Ings. It's a foul. NFL. I mean, rugby tackling players on the edge of the area now, are we? But the the, the crazy thing is, the thing is, Dave, is that they didn't even look at that to start with. That was the obvious thing. And like you said, you know, they were looking for ways to um, disallow it. That's how they made it look. But really, they should have just gone to the first thing that happened, first incident, and said, okay, yeah, there's an obvious foul there. We don't even need to look at the rest of it. So, VAR, they got to the right decision in the end, but the way they did it was shambolic. So, um, yeah, I, I, and, and we have got ourselves, luckily, a home fixture against Middlesbrough in the next round. But, you know, I say luckily... Um, I don't trust us against anyone at the minute, so <laughs> that's that uh, game out of the way, Dave, for me. Well, not for me, though, Jim. A um, couple of things I want to add to that. I mean, let's go with Rashford quickly. For those that didn't see the game, there was a shot by a Man United player. I can't remember who it was. might have been Greenwood. Uh, that Martinez, the Villa keeper, parried. And Rashford was within the vicinity. It's the kind of goal, Jem, if you were playing, you would have tapped it in. Mm. And Rashford just stood there watching yep. inexplicably. It's like he decided not to play football for a few seconds and just stood there watching as Martinez scrambled to recover his own save. Yep. Bizarre. Um, Rashford was subbed not long after that. Uh, so that was one thing. Um, the VAR, right... I think what seemed to happen there was because the ref, the ref was standing right by the block on Cavani, VAR must have been thinking, right, if we rule it out for that, this ref's going to look a complete idiot because he really should have spotted that. He was standing there right next to it. Mm-hmm. So we can't really rule it out for that. So let's try and find another reason. So didn't they forensically analysed uh, was... Was the player receiving the ball offside? No. Did when he crossed the ball, was Ings offside? No. Oh, maybe the other player, Watkins, just got a touch on the ball 
to play Ings offside. That that's our get out of jail card. Well, let's look at that about fifteen times. No, there's no conclusive evidence to say he was he flicked the ball on. All right, we better come back and tell the referee he's stupid. And <laughs> and there, uh, to soften it, we'll just we'll ask him to go back and review his own work by making him look at the monitor. Mm. Um, so. It, that's what happened in the end. So yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous by VAR the way they reached the decision. Very similar to the West Ham game. Took five, like three or four minutes to get to the decision, and um, painful, painful to watch. We've really got to bring in some kind of rule gem that you know, if you're spending more than I don't know ninety seconds trying to figure it out, then just go with whatever the on-field decision was. Yep. Because it, it's just bonkers what's going on. Anyway, that's my VAR rant over. Okay. The other thing about this game, gem. Um, a very, very disappointing outcome for me because effectively Lingard has been ruled out of the FA Cup final. <laughs> I watched this game and with about 10 minutes to go, they take Rashford and Fernandes off and one of the players that comes on is Lingard. So he's now cup-tied. So when he now gets transferred to West Ham and West Ham get to the FA Cup final, Lingard can now not play in the cup final. You know what? That might have been one of Man United's smartest moves this year. <laughs> So when Man United eventually meet West Ham in the fifth round or whatever, we'll get to um, and you've already signed Lingard on. I mean, it's, it's, it could be the best move they've made all season. Like I said. So <laughs> fair play to them. That was that is forward thinking. If that's the case, Jim, <laughs> that really is forward planning, and that shows Thor Ragnarok's um, brain in operation. So well played if that is the case. Okay, well, that's that game done and dusted. Yep. Uh, uh, well, if, if you want me to just quickly say who my team have got next. Yeah. Um, because we're sort of on the subject. Yeah. I, I don't really want to continue with them very, very much today. I'm not in a good mood with, about them, Dave. <laughs> uh, we had to play Villa again. <laughs> this time at Villa Park. Uh, so our look will probably change. Uh, we won't have the crowd on our backs you know, influencing the ref's decisions, but Villa next, and um, I, I, I'm not confident for this at all, Dave. Uh, the way we look tonight, I predict maybe a three-nil win to Villa. So, uh, yeah, my 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 confidence. You can hear it in my voice, Dave. The the confidence is just at the bottom of. Is it? I don't know. It's all <laughs> over the place, Dave. I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> We're not quite back at the Solskjaer days, but we're getting close, I would say, mm. in terms of your mood. And, you know, good news, Jem, it's not a Monday evening game. Um, bad news, it's a Saturday evening game. So you're edging towards you're edging towards normality. You're edging towards a three o'clock Saturday kickoff. But Saturday yeah. evening, 5.30, tune in for that one. If it's anything like tonight's game, it'll be a good game to get to sleep to. Yeah. <laughs> so... So we'll see. Um, okay, so talking of um, games coming up, Jem, you know, West Ham, their next league game. Well, they've got two league games, actually. It's a double game week for West Ham. Uh, we're playing Norwich midweek. I'm going to that with a friend of mine, Kevin. Nice. Uh, so we're going to that on Wednesday evening. Uh, this is a rearranged game from uh, Christmas. Mm. Uh, just before Christmas, I think this one was postponed. Uh, and uh, so looking forward to that game, Jem. And we're playing Norwich. Obviously, they're bottom of the league. 
I think they've lost like the last five or six games in a row. West Ham obviously in a good run at the moment. So this, you know, I'm very confident about this prediction, Gem. 2-0 to Norwich. They're going to upset the apple cart. We're going to be too complacent. Um, that's, that's saying a lot about Dean Smith. What you think to Dean Smith, Dave? You must, you must have changed your mind on him. What a manager, Gem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't factored Dean Smith into this, actually. I think if I factor Dean Smith in, perhaps 3-0 to Norwich. Uh, what, a, what a manager. Um, no, you know, Dean Smith... He's going to be sacked again. How many can you get sacked twice in a season? I think that's probably going to happen. But uh, but on this occasion, I do think Norwich are going to spring a surprise. Uh, West Ham are going to be too complacent, and we'll see what happens. And then on Sunday, Gem at two p.m. for a change, uh, West Ham are playing Leeds again. <laughs> same game, same kickoff time, just a week later. So nice. yeah. So we'll see what happens if, uh, you know, it's 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 a sequel. It's West Ham versus Leeds, the sequel. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the London Stadium, uh, we're playing Leeds again. And I think Bielsa, being the talented manager that he is, will have worked out from his first from the first game how to beat West Ham. And again, I've got a horrible feeling this is going to be a Leeds victory. So I'm going three 0 Leeds. Wow. So, it could be a hammer horror show, Jim. I mean, two managers that... Well, actually, to be fair, you, you praise Bielsa, but I'm not sure if I ever believe the praise you give him. But... <laughs> you don't, do you? <laughs> no. And, uh, maybe, maybe I should have just explained now that, you know, we are going to skip sort of a game week and cover both of these games and the other games um, in another episode next week to give us a bit of a break as well, because these fixtures are piling up and um, we just, we just want to make things clearer again. So um, that's, that's just for our listeners, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I, I, the reality is we're just, we're both busy on Friday, aren't we? So we can't do it on Friday. So, so we're going to have to skip the game week, um, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to having a double game week, which brings us on to our second teams, Jem. Mm. And uh, you were supporting uh, Shrewsbury in the cup, weren't you? Uh, I was. I was supporting Shrewsbury, Dave. Um, the Blues, um, or the <laughs> so-called right. Blues. Who play uh, in blue and yellow. Who play in blue and yellow. So Very I don't confusing. know if my research was good for this game, Dave, because obviously they are the Blues, apparently. And um, uh, Charlie, uh, Steve Cottrell is a great manager who used to manage Reading. Um, <laughs> um, or, but, or did he? <laughs> or did he? Um, but it was a great start for us, Dave. You know, we, we travelled to a field in Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> you did. We went 1-0 up. The fans went absolutely crazy. Daniel Uda, who I uh, mentioned in the previous episode as our top goal scorer this season, gets on the score sheet against uh, Van Dijk and Kanate at centre-back. Um, brilliant finish. And just to make it even better, he decides to do Ronaldo's celebration in front of their fans at, an, at a field in Liverpool. Nice. Um you know, up there with Neil Mopé, uh, sort of elite level, wind up the fans. So, really good. Um, however, after that, the party sort of went a bit downhill. Considered four and lost 4-1. However, that doesn't matter, Dave. It's not about the result, it's about the day out. Uh, Shrewsbury, gave, they, they gave a good account of themselves, Dave, at, 
a field in Liverpool. Uh, and I believe we're going to go on for a, a strong end to the season uh, in 2022 because we showed promise. And I saw I saw all these people saying, oh, Van Dyke came into the dressing room after uh, gave us the shirts. I'm not about that, Dave. I don't believe anything. I think he's a slimy snake, Van Dyke. <laughs> so I don't I don't believe any of that. Uh, so yeah, that's Shrewsbury Town, and I may as well just uh, cover the games that, well, or the teams that I'll be supporting in the next game week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to be an Arsenal fan next. We've got the cancelled Carabao Cup fixture, uh, first leg. <laughs> And after their performance against Nottingham Forest last night, uh, I have the confidence. Uh, well, I have I have the confidence of supporting United again. So, yeah, Arsenal first. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and then um, it doesn't get much better at the weekend either, Dave. We, uh, I become a um, a Brentford fan. Uh, oh really? Yeah, Brentford and. I mean, doesn't fill me with that much excitement uh, being a Brentford fan. I think, to be fair, um, the last game that we played against Liverpool, as, as you know, as myself being a Brentford fan, um, we drew three three. However, we're at a field in Liverpool where they slope the field to cheat, um, so I, I'm not really confident for that game either, Dave. So we'll see, um, but. You know, the, the week ahead is not looking too bright for, for me, Dave. Yeah, Jem, there's not much I can say to brighten that up either because I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hopeful after watching Arsenal's performance yesterday. Now, I'll, I'll come on to my two teams and then we must remember, Jem, to finish with the main event of the week that, yeah, of you, that yes. you participated in. Yeah. Um, and maybe we should have started with that, but we're going to finish with it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come on to my two teams. So I am, am uh, supporting uh, midweek. I'm supporting Chelsea. I'm back to supporting Chelsea yeah. after our great 2-0 victory in the Carabao Cup last week. At By the way, Jem, they call it Stamford Bridge where they mm. play Chelsea. They're not playing they're playing away at, at Spurs this weekend, but uh, this 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 week in the Carabao Cup. But they played at Stamford Bridge. I, I've been doing a bit of research into this, Gem, and looking at it. It's not a bridge they play on. It's a pitch. So I'm gonna start calling it Stamford Pitch. Um because it's not actually a bridge. Uh it's just a little technical point. But um so they played at Stamford Pitch and one and one two nil. Uh, could have been a lot more. Anyway, they're playing at, at uh, Tottenham Stadium, whatever that's called these days, the um, Anthony Joshua Memorial Stadium. <laughs> and um, it's, the, it's the bingo Wednesday night bingo stadium, <laughs> something like that. It's uh, and you know, obviously, I'm very, very confident that my team Chelsea are going to put Tottenham to the sword and probably beat them three nil. And so a 5-0 aggregate win, which would be very sweet. Um, and then, of course, on Sunday, I move on to supporting my other second team this week, which, coincidentally, Jem, is Arsenal. It's the North London derby. I am also an Arsenal supporter this week, Jem. No, welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, do, I am going to praise Arsenal for one thing, uh, serious point. They're the white shirts thing, the no red campaign. 
to highlight uh, a very worthy cause of uh, trying to reduce the number of knife crimes in in London or in the country. I think that was a worthy cause. But that's basically where my praise for Arsenal starts and ends because they were, as a team, shocking against uh, Forrest. Arteta, we call him the, uh, the supply teacher. He was completely schooled by Steve Cooper, the Forest manager. Mm. Um, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. So I've got to try and get behind the Gunners. I've got to try and support them. Uh, what can I say about them? Surely Saka, he's a good player. Uh, who else? Emil Smith-Rowe, he's injured. <laughs> Surely there's... Aubameyang, he's a great... Oh, he's not playing for them, is he? God, there's got to be somebody. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm struggling, Jem, to come up with a name that's yep. going to turn the game for Arsenal. But we live in hope. Yep. So I will be watching that game and keeping everything crossed that Arsenal can somehow pull off a victory. Yep. So, yeah, we're both gunners this week for our sins. Yeah. And, yeah. What about um, your second team in the FA Cup this weekend, Dave? Who did they? Um, who, did, who did you get to support? Ah, oh, yes, Jem. That that that's a nice sort of segue onto your onto onto the rest of the FA Cup story. So yeah, this weekend I was supporting Morecambe. I was a shrimp. You were a shrimp. And for a few, well, quite a few glorious minutes, Jem, the four nil victory that I predicted was on. In fact, there might have even been a moment where both my team Morecambe and your team. Shrewsbury were both up for a, a few moments against our respective uh, teams that we we love to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Morecambe kept it going for quite a while, and eventually Spurs got a lucky goal um, and ended up, unfortunately, luckily winning three-one. But you know, that's I think that shows um, Conte what he's up against. You know. His team couldn't even compete <laughs> with a League One, a bottom of the table League One team. That, that's, you know, we've talked about Spurs' level, haven't we? We talked about, you know, do they belong in Slovenian League Two? Yeah. Uh, maybe with an aim to get to Slovenia League One and maybe play uh, our, old fa- our old friends NS Muir again. Mm. And I think this performance against Morecambe just confirms where Spurs are. Struggling against a struggling League One team, Gem. It is comical, really. It is comical. And I don't think any Spurs fan could really disagree with that. It is comical. And uh, I thought Morecambe were very unlucky. So I loved being a shrimp. I loved supporting Morecambe. Yep. But not as much, Gem, as you must have loved supporting your hometown team this weekend. And I think it would be a good place to finish. Um by you talking to us about uh, your experience of going down with CFC to watch the other CFC uh, in a in a CFC head to head, yep, at, at Stanford Pitch. Yep. Well, Dave. Um, yep. Brilliant introduction. Uh, we are the famous CFC, and that is a uh, Chesterfield Football Club. Um, we travelled down to um, Stanford Pitch, like you said. I just want to pick up on that. Uh, so when I got to the ground, it's actually all safe standing in the away stand. So I'm going to oh. actually rename it to stand pitch. 
<laughs> That's for pitch. Okay. So, uh, safe standing in all the away stands. So 6,000 supporters all stood up. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a fitting name for it, Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a bit of rebranding there for Chelsea, something they could maybe pick up on. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, amazing, Dave. We go to the European, the home of the European champions. Um, we're, we're flying in the National League, top of the league at the minute, with a couple of games in hand. As well, we're second now, but we've got a couple of games in hand. And um, I couldn't be prouder of them, Dave. Um, the, the whole club, the fans... Didn't stop singing until the end. I actually lost my voice at the end. I couldn't speak for a bit. Um, the players, the manager, just everyone involved with the football club, Dave. It was a fantastic day. Um, and we obviously found ourselves 4-0 down. Uh, and there was a few silly mistakes. Probably the nerves got to them and stuff. But Chelsea played a f- full-strength team in the first half. Yeah, And then... When they made their subs at half time, we, we competed, Dave, and we got a 1 1 draw in the second half. Yep. Um, we got the goal that the fans were crying out for and the players were wanting. And we, we were 5 0 down, but, you know, we got the goal in front of the Chesterfield fans as well. Uh, it, it was it was an amazing feeling, Dave. We, we celebrated like we'd just won the World Cup. Um, but I don't think, I think anyone who, you know, understands and loves football, you know, I think they, they, they would agree with the way that um, we celebrated. And, you know, Chelsea fans were applauding us. They, you know, I've seen tweets saying it was the best support they've seen at Stanford Bri- Stanford pitch all season. <laughs> um, amazing day, Dave. However, I have to say it was ruined at the end of the final whistle when I thought my eyes were deceiving me. And what I saw was disgusting once again, Dave. Uh, and this isn't my most frustrating person this week. This is... Um, because I'm getting sick of doing this every week, but not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six children <laughs> running onto the pitch at the final whistle to try and get... And, and they, these weren't Chesterfield fans. These were coming yep. from the Chelsea end, for yep. the Chelsea players. And they tried to steal the um, the shirts from the Chelsea players, but they all got taken away and one of them tried to run back off the pitch and a steward chased this one kid and took him down. He rugby tackled him, landed on him and the kid looked like he was in tears and and probably (laughs) sprained his wrist or something. But amazing from that steward. Um, I I wanted to try and get in contact with him, get him onto United United and give him, you know, be able to give his view of the story. But he's a hero in my eyes, Dave. Uh, and all of the stewards that did a great job are uh, heroes. Uh, it's disgusting, Dave, running onto the pitch like that. Imagine, you know what? Imagine if it was me. I said, oh, you know what? I've just been to Stamford Bridge. I want Lukaku's top. If I ran on, I'd probably, you know, I, I don't know, I'd, I'd be shot. Something <laughs> had happened to me. So, um, <laughs> how old was the kid that was tackled? No older than 10. Well, I hope he. I hope he was okay, Jim. We don't. We don't want him to be hurt, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. Don't answer that, Jim. <laughs> we don't. But we do want him to have a long prison sentence. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We 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 are big, big. We are all for that, Dave, and yeah. um, that would have been the right thing to do. Uh, I just want to go on to my most frustrating person, Dave. Mm. 
Um, I've, I've obviously spoke about the great day. And uh, on my way down on the train, I'm watching a few videos. I saw something from Paddy Power. And, you know, they like to mess around and do some of them funny videos and stuff. Um, talking to Jack Wilshire and how he's so fit and ready to join a football club and all this, bigging himself up, really. And I thought, all right, OK, he's, he's maybe, you know, he said he's too good for the championship uh, and all, all this sort of stuff. Dave. You, you, know, mm-hmm. you know what he's like. He's really, yep. he's full of himself at 30. Uh, yep. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm living the footballer's lifestyle while I'm out of a club. I'm, I'm looking after myself and all this. Okay, fine. Well, me and my mates, we decided to stay in London the evening of the game days. Yep. And uh, we ended up eating really late and we found ourselves at a couple of bars and it got to about two o'clock and we ended up walking down Oxford Street back towards our hotel, found some food and then to uh, Oxford Street. But um, what I saw in front of me at two o'clock in the morning was a short, drunken man stumbling <laughs> with a group of friends, uh, but he was making a big, big fuss or something. And as we got closer, one of my mates went, no way, it's Jack Wilshire." <laughs> uh, and then a few of my mates were saying, oh, did you see the famous Chesterfield today? You know, you need to join them. They're, they're about your level. <laughs> and then we could see that his mates were getting a bit uh, wound up. You know, there was females and males here. And this is a true story. I'm not making this up. This is, um, unless we were that drunk that we all made this up in our heads. You know, we spoke about it the next day. And uh, Jack Wilshire, he was drunk, Dave, walking around Oxford Street, drunk at two o'clock in the morning. After I've just watched a video of him that day saying he's ready to go and join the professional football club. Uh, I'm looking after myself. He is an embarrassment, Dave. His career is over. He, he just needs to hang his boots up. He, I've seen him on Sky, Sky Sports recently. I've heard him on Talk Sport. Uh, that guy is lost. I'm thinking he's a psychologist, Dave. Hint, hint. <laughs> to funny. speak to because funny I'm worried. Well, I'm, I'm worried about him, Dave. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to be um, getting it. He doesn't seem to get what what's happening to him at the minute. Well, you know, we had him at West Ham for a season or two, Jem. We signed him from Arsenal. I think I don't know if he was out of contract, but anyway, we we grabbed him. He arrived in an ambulance, Jem, on his first day. And I don't think he was fit for more than two or three games in the whole time he was there. Um, so there, there are questions. I mean, he may just be unlucky with fitness, but there are questions about his how he uh, yeah how he manages himself, I guess. Um, so it's an interesting anecdote, Jem, an interesting anecdote. And uh, yeah, I'm glad, glad to hear you had a, had a good time. Um, that sounds amazing. And a question I had for you, Jem. I have watched the goal, the Chesterfield goal, on TV, on the on video a couple of times. And when the goal scored, the camera does pan across the Chesterfield fans. And I've fr- freeze-framed that a few times to try and spot you, but I haven't been able to. But I'm guessing you've probably also done the same and probably tried to figure out where you were and picked yourself out. Have you, have you achieved that? Uh, I haven't found myself. Uh, I think I was wearing the same coloured coat as the seats, so I probably just <laughs> camouflaged into the seats. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was great to see. Uh, you know, you're in the concourse and you see everyone you know. It was um, it was a great day out for the club. Brilliant. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, I, I'm glad you had a great time. Rounded off by your little brush with Jack Wilshire. So, 
I mean, you know, perfect end to a perfect day. I'm just warning listeners: don't give him any sympathy because I've seen the real Jack Wilshire. <laughs> I saw, I, you know, he, he shut his mouth when when he when he realised that people noticed it was him, and he thought, "Oh no, uh, <laughs> please don't be the press." And listen, Jack, if, if you are listening, if you are you know tracking me down to make sure I'm not speaking about this, United United is a very popular podcast, and um, if you've got if you've got a bit of that professional footballer's money left. Um, there's only one way you can stop me from, um, you know, releasing this uh, podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my uh, blackmail for Jack Wilsh. <laughs> but by the time he's heard this, it's already been released. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. You've already done the damage. Um, and the other thing about the podcast, Gem, the way the direction of travel here, um, because it does feel like you're moving to more and more towards your first team being Chesterfield. So, are we going to start calling this? United Chesterfield or United Spyrites or some other such name rather than United United. I'll, I'll leave that for you to ponder, Jim. Well, what, what do the listeners want? Um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what the listeners want, Dave. If they want to hear Chesterfield, they'll get Chesterfield. Oh, be careful what we ask for, Jim. They might just say, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> That's enough. Talking of which, I did happen to listen last night to... The Mikael Antonio Callum Wilson podcast. Because yeah. I thought, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and thought, I need something to get myself back off to sleep. And you know, obviously, our podcast is far too entertaining for that. So I put yeah. theirs on. What a dreary podcast, <laughs> honestly. It's like, Jem, it's like they're a bit afraid. It's like they're professional footballers and a bit afraid to say anything controversial. Yeah. So it's it's so banal. It's like, oh, you scored a goal this week. Well done. Oh, you're injured this week. How's that? That and that's the sort of level of of it. Oh, what was that celebration? He looked like Superman. No, it was out of Mortal Kombat. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, <laughs> that's what it was like, Jem. They haven't got any of the the witty banter that that we have. That 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 sort of that. There was no chemistry, Jem. They just don't get it, Dave. They don't, they don't. get it. They they don't know what it takes to be, you know, award winning podcasters. So, and, and and you know what annoyed me as well. I actually saw their podcast advertised on um, on the channel that Man United just played Villa. So uh, yeah, yeah, not it good was, enough. It was plugged, wasn't it? It was plugged. But there, here we here we are, Gem. We're doing our thing with no advertising, and we've got we've definitely got a listener base that's well into single figures by now. So we're doing very well. If anyone is still out there listening, thank you. Thank you yep. for getting this far. I mean, how have you done it? Um, it's incredible. So, yeah, that's. Um, I think that's probably we've wrapped it all up, Jim. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so we'll see you um, in a week's time. Episode where we'll cover a couple of games from each side, from each perspective. Yeah, thanks for listening to this one. Yeah, thank you.